What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode three of Playing the Field. I'm your host, Kurt Field, and I am super excited to bring you today's episode and what I believe is a very timely episode at that. Uh, as we are all aware, COVID-19 has really wreaked havoc on the sports industry as of late. And obviously, don't get me wrong, sports are not what's most important here, like I kind of explained in the first episode. What's important here is the health and well-being of everybody in the country but with that being said, the impact that this virus has had on athletics is incredible. And it what's so crazy about it is it's not just high school athletics being canceled. It's, you know, it's town athletic camps, it's high school tournaments, it's high school seasons, it's colleges shutting down their departments, and it's professional sports who haven't been playing for over two months. Like, think about it. Right now we should be talking about rookie mini camps in the NFL. We should be, you know, uh, conference finals of the NBA, you know, deep in the playoffs for the NHL, and baseball should be, you know, hitting the, the summer stride, and we haven't been able to get any of that. So today I'm getting the chance to talk to four people who I've had the distinct pleasure to get the chance to know very well over the last couple of years, whether it's through friendships and it's through coaching, um, but I've gotten to know them very, very well. And I'll be talking to uh, the captains of the Grammy basketball team that I helped coach, uh, Rowan Heinze and Dylan Sabella. And we'll be talking a little bit about what it was like for them to make it through their entire regular season, make it to the conference tournament. And then the day the state tournament is supposed to open up with their first game, the whole thing gets shut down by the CIAC. Uh, after that, I'll be speaking to Sam Atnice, who is a senior on the Grammy baseball team. And we're going to talk a little bit, a little bit about what it was like to, not have the chance to play any of his final season. So obviously Dylan and Rowan got a chance to play, uh, you know, a large majority of the season, but their tournament gets cut short. But for Sam Atanese, you know, there was nothing in terms of his last baseball season. And then finally, I'll be getting the chance to wrap it up by talking to Samantha Bates, who played four years of Division II lacrosse at Southern New Hampshire University. And we're going to talk about the challenges of her athletic career completely coming to an abrupt ending. So obviously these high school guys, you know, they might have a chance to continue on in college with their careers, but for Sam, having it be her having having this happen during college, there's nothing else for her from an athletic standpoint. So kind of talking about the challenges that that that, that has brought for her. Um I really thought this would be a cool episode to record because it highlights how COVID has affected athletes from all these different disciplines in so many different ways. And I wanted to also give these four guests the chance to express how they're feeling and use their voice to tell you straight from them what it's been like to deal with everything. Um, so without any further ado, first up uh, in the interview portion is with Dylan and Rowan. So let's get right into it. All right, guys, so I'm being joined right now by the two co-captains of the Granby boys basketball team from this last year, uh, Rowan Heinze and Dylan DeSabella. Fellas, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having us, Kurt. Yeah, thanks, Kurt. It's a real pleasure. Absolutely. So I want you guys to take me through this season for um, the, your, your final senior, senior year. You guys play in the conference tournament, right, after the regular season ends up, and... You're about to start a state tournament until 
you hear the day of that it is canceled by the CIAC. So kind of take me through what that was like to hear that for you guys. Well, I mean, it was really tough because, I mean, at that point in the year, I feel like we were coming together as a team. Like in the beginning, it was a little rocky. We had a lot of young players this year, um, especially with losing all the seniors that we had last year. So, I mean, to not get to play that last tournament, the big one, the one we've been like working for all year was just difficult. Yeah. What do you think, Dale? Uh, to go off Rowan, I agree with Rowan and like the tournament is like kind of the thing you work up to all year. And I feel like we were coming together as a team. Like Rowan said, we were really young this year, but I still thought we had like a good chance. And after last year, losing to New Canaan in the at Mohegan Sun was kind of didn't sit with me well. And I thought this was our chance to like get revenge, I guess. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I feel like too, like we were starting to kind of put it together from like our on court play was starting to, you know, finally kind of turn a corner and, you know, you, we play in the conference tournament, right. And obviously it doesn't go our way and you think, okay, we'll get it back in the state tournament and try to go on a little bit of a run. And then obviously that gets taken away from you guys. But where were you guys when you found out that ultimately the CIAC decided to not go forward with the winter tournament? Dill? Um, I think it was sixth period. And for me, it's my study hall. So I'll usually go to the gym and like talk to Hanson and some of the younger kids on the team that he has in his class. And when I was like making my way there, uh, Jack came out. And he just said it, and I was kind of like disregarded it, I guess, because I didn't really think it was real. And then Hanson said it too, and I was like, it still didn't really register. And I kind of thought of like, oh, they'll just reschedule or something. So you were in school too when you found out? Yeah. Um, so yeah, sixth period. I was. We were just finishing up a lab in physics class when I got the notification on my phone from. Twitter and at first I kind of thought it was a joke you know like that someone was just like playing a prank because we didn't know how serious that uh this would all end up being at the time but um once I figured out that it was real I kind of just walked out and just started walking down the hallway trying um, to clear your mind yeah and I found myself back at the gym where um I saw Dylan and Hanson and we just talked for a while and I remember that like that. Oh yeah, it was definitely during the morning it was happening because Hanson and Dombrowski in my group chat was kind of going on about like there was some rumbles on Twitter that you know the CIAC could really be considering you know stopping and I was like, again at the time I was like, why? Like obviously we didn't know the extent to what this yeah. whole virus disease was going to become, but I was like you know. That was naive of me, I guess, but I was like, well, the flu kills a bunch of people too. Like, why are we canceling all these things? Like, these athletes deserve to be able to play and so on and so forth. But I never really expected it to happen. And then I was I was talking with a couple of, you know, reporters from around the state. And they're like, no, like, this is real. Like, this is like, they're seriously considering it. And then a couple of you guys started texting like, if I had heard anything. And then obviously they made the decision. But in episode one of the podcast, Coach Hansen said that he was numb when he heard the news. So do you guys kind of share that same sentiment? Like what, was it just like, Ro, you mentioned that 
you thought it might just get postponed, right? Is that what you said? Right. Yeah, that's what I was I was hoping was that they would just we'd be able to do it at a later date when things had like calmed down. But um when they they later announced that they weren't postponing it, that it was officially canceled, and then I just I was just kind of shocked and also just angry, you know, cuz it was just like I wanted to finish what we had started. I wanted to kind of get redemption for the way last year ended up and to not have that was just really disappointing. But I mean, that was before I knew what this would become right. because that was like this was like the first one of the first things to officially get canceled. Yeah, the CIAC was out, out in front of kind of the whole thing. Like the, nothing had happened with the NBA yet. Who was right. it? Like Rudy Gobert or whatever got tested positive first. Yeah. Right. That hadn't happened yet. No other states had really canceled anything. Yeah. And the CIAC comes down and we're all like, are like, are we kidding? Because yeah, again, we didn't exactly. know. But it, Dylan, did you, were you, I didn't want to neglect you from this question, but were you kind of numb too? Or did you have the mixed emotions of anger and sadness? Or would you like, same thing as Rowan, did you feel like it was going to be postponed and fine, it stinks, we can't play today, but we'll we'll get back to it in a couple of weeks? Yeah, I kept just thinking like it's going to get postponed or they're going to do something like maybe take away the fans and just let us like finish the year out. But then like school got canceled and like they canceled the NBA and then like I was like, oh, this is serious. Like I didn't really think of it that way. Uh, you bring up an interesting point. Obviously it's a complete hypothetical at this point, but if you were allowed to have played like we could have played without fans, would you guys have been down for that? Or would you have been like, eh, that's kind of weird. I mean, it's a, I feel like it's better than not having been able to finish this season at all. Like yeah. obviously the energy yeah. is a lot different, especially when we play at home. Like we usually have a really good crowd, and like you'd be able to hear Hanson scream. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. we hear him. We hear him anyway. My so. God. Um, so obviously that doesn't happen. There were obviously major health risks involved, um, and the CIC did make the correct call in canceling everything when they did. But do you guys feel like you kind of like missed out on like having that one last practice or one last game or one last opportunity to like be with your teammates for your senior season of basketball? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely wish that we could have had that time together because it's very special, you know, like especially the energy in the state tournament, like even in the practices, like it's just a different level of excitement yeah, and stuff. But at the same time, I'm just kind of glad that we were able to get most of our season in before this happened because the spring athletes got none of this. So right. it, at least we were able to have um those experiences throughout the year and i mean it sucks to not have those final things but we still have all the memories that we were able to make during mm -hmm. the season yeah it's a good point you did you did play a you know 20 games in the regular season and then whatever it was three and right yeah conference yeah. tournament same thing for you Dill. feel the same way uh yeah going off of rowan like the energy is completely different in the state tournament like i remember last year we had, even in the conference tournament, we had, like, to set up chairs at both baselines for, like, extra fans and stuff. Yeah, no, there's there's no doubt that come tournament time, things kind of get ratcheted up from a fan perspective, from the intensity and practices, from the intensity from your coaches, all that good stuff. And I know that, like, when the news that the CIAC was canceling 
winter sports, some schools kind of not poo pooed it, but they were kind of like, well, eh, like it'll it'll be postponed. And some teams practice that day. I remember like there was that whole thing at CIC headquarters like the next day where people were out there um, like petitioning or like protesting. I mean, so I I think people really really thought that you know they were going to get a chance to at least go back to practice or, you know, get a game in here or there. And obviously that didn't happen. Um, I know I'm going back to episode one again too, but coach Hanson said that he would have rather lost a state tournament game and like be able to be in the locker room with you guys and, you know, have closure and go over the season one last time rather than not getting the chance to compete. Do you guys kind of feel the same way? Dill, I'll start with you on this one. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. Just the fact that we didn't know, like, what could have happened or, like, didn't get to play it out kind of bothered me. And personally, I thought that, like, we had a pretty good chance so far. We had already beaten the 1, 2, and 5 seed in our division earlier in the year. So it's kind of... Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. The the bracket set itself up nicely. I know we were, you know, from our team's perspective we were feeling pretty good about where things were and you know it I, I i know what coach hansen's saying but i'm rowan do you feel the same way yeah i mean i definitely get where he's coming from i'm kind of torn on that because i feel like we were if we had uh gotten the opportunity if we did get the opportunity to play i feel like we would not have been out in the first round yeah, no, and I so you. like i hear you to to go to lose the um, conference championship in like a cl- really close game and then turn around and lose in the first rounds of states would have been a really like disappointing let me tell you the season let me tell you from personal perspective uh that exact scenario happened to me in 2014 we lose to east windsor in the conference championship we we're up by nine points with three minutes to go we lost that game in overtime I'm, I'm not bitter about it, I promise. Um, <laughs> so we lose that game, and then we get bounced in the first round of the state tournament to Suffield. Um, and it it was brutal. But I think I think the root of like, what Coach Hansen was saying was that at least it would have been closure. There wouldn't yeah. be any what-ifs. Because yeah. if there's a what-if scenario, your mind starts wandering, like, you know, could we have made it back to Mohegan Sun? Who would we have played? You know, all, that, all these hypotheticals start coming to mind. So I know what he's saying. The what-ifs are like – it can bother you and yeah. like rightfully so. But Ro, you bring up the conference the conference tournament game this year. So you lose to Canton, I think it was fifty six forty nine or something, but it didn't feel it didn't feel like, you know, it wasn't a seven point game. It was a two point game with a minute to go and free throws or whatever made it look like it was a you know, Canton won by a larger margin. But does it make it harder knowing that that was your last game like that's the last memory you have of high school basketball does that how does that feel Ro? well i mean obviously it would definitely sting uh, a little bit less if we had won uh the conference championship because that would have been a nice way to go out even with not having the closure of the state tournament um but i mean the states is just really what matters so like I mean, we were all just kind of looking forward to that as a way to, I don't know, kind of take away some of the pain from losing. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. And uh, like, I think winning a conference tournament is amazing. Like, that's a very like, very important and impactful thing. But you're really getting ready for the state tournament. That's like yeah. the big thing. That's what you're going for. Dill, how about you? Same thing. Um. Yeah. Pretty much. But like, for me, I thought that like. 
we would be able to get another shot at Canton in the state tournament, mm-hmm. possibly. Well, yeah, at Mohegan Sun because they were on the other side of the bracket. Right. And seeing as we beat them earlier in the year, like even though we played them three times, I think we still had a pretty good shot to win. Yeah. And again, it just brings up the what if scenario. You know, we just you don't know. And I feel like as 18 year olds that is something that is incredibly hard to comprehend as someone like a young adult even for coach Hanson and coach Dombrowski I think it's hard for everybody it's just it it makes your mind wander and it's it's not fun and I don't I don't envy what you guys are going through because I think it's been I think it's been very hard but I will commend you that you've done I feel like the whole team has done a really good job in handling it respectfully and you know trying to do the best they can with everything and I feel like we you guys did a very good job handling it initially so I want to talk about what's next for you guys. You guys are both high school seniors. Um, obviously, school is canceled the rest of the year, like in school, I mean. So you guys are in, stuck doing distance learning or whatever. Um, but what's next for you guys? Where are you going to school in the fall if we actually go to school in the fall? And are you guys going to be playing any sports? Dell, I'll start with you. Um, I'm going to be going to CCSU. And my hope is that I would be able to play football, maybe walk on. But like, it's a little bit of a reach. Man, you never know. It can't hurt to try, right? That's awesome. CCSU is a great school. What about you, Ro? Uh, I'm going to go play basketball at Bard College next year. I'm um, just excited because it'll definitely be nice not to end my playing career on this note. Yes. Um, I mean, that's one of the few good things that have come out of the quarantine, like mm-hmm. being able to be, having to stay home is just like um, working out every day, just like lifting working on my craft like that's just been yep kind of nice to be like focused in that sense but yeah i'm looking forward to it Should no that's a good point too like you know you will have more in your athletic career and you have something to look forward to so that's awesome um i want to end this on a positive note because you both have a ton to be proud of over the course of your basketball careers um but i want your favorite high school sports memory it can be basketball related it can be any other sport too that you guys have played just give me your your a positive memory from your four years um for me definitely the postseason our junior year the conference uh championship and our um run to the sun i mean it didn't really end the way that we felt that it should have but the energy from like in both our team and the fans in the school like the whole community was just like really special um because i felt like we found another gear and we were all playing on like a very high level for us and it was just something great to be a part of it's a great team yeah obviously losing a state championship is tough but that whole experience is something you just like can't take for granted yeah there's nothing quite like walking into the arena and just like looking at everything like no it's it's surreal it's like a really weird feeling you you don't really expect that you know and you step onto the floor at mohegan sun the lights like they're bright like they're really bright and the place looks huge and you know granby was granby's a really cool place because of like the support that the town gives like athletics for sure like back in 2013 when i played the place was packed at nine in the morning it was packed again this year like so mohegan sun for those of you guys who don't know is like well over an hour away from granby and if you're getting up on a saturday morning at some ungodly hour and driving down there, you gotta be, you gotta be in full support. So it was cool to see the town come out like that. And like you said, bro, the whole, that whole, I don't know, month or whatever it was, was, 
was pretty crazy because of the fact that, you know, you win a conference championship and then you have this, you know, awesome run and ultimately didn't end the way you wanted, but still nonetheless an amazing experience. So what about you, Dill? Um, I'll have to go with the same thing. I think just like the entire postseason last year was just like felt unreal. Like even the game at Suffield against Classical, like it's just so nice to be, have been a part of like that whole experience. And then the like pre-game or the pre-championship like meeting you have at Oh, the aqua turf. Yeah, like the yeah. That was just like being a part of that whole thing was just like really cool. And then, like Rowan said, walking into that arena is just feels like a dream. <laughs> the bus like pulls underground. It's yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. It's legit. But I I want to congratulate you guys on uh, you know a fantastic high school playing career. I'm excited to see what you guys do. You know, Rowan, you at Bard, Dylan potentially playing at CCSU. Um, for football. I'm excited to see what you guys do. Um, thank you very much for coming on, and I, I can't wait to see what happens. Thanks, Kurt. No problem. Thank you, Kurt. All right, guys. So now I'm joined by uh, Sam Atnes, who is a senior also at Granby High School. And um, I got the, uh, the pleasure to coach Sam in football for a couple of years and for baseball in a couple of years um incredible athlete what are you class are you class president uh yes yeah. yeah so you know the kids the kids pretty well-rounded and everything so but i appreciate sam coming on today um sam we're going to talk a little bit about kind of what happened for you um or what didn't happen for you i guess mm-hmm. you could say this spring um when you know obviously school gets canceled um, all sports kind of get canceled for spring athletes. So I want to talk about when the CIAC first canceled the winter sports tournaments. Did you ever kind of think it was going to lead to not getting a chance to play baseball at all in the spring? Or were you kind of have the mindset that it was going to be like, you know, just pushed back a little bit? Uh, well, first off, thank you for having me on. Uh, but I think my whole mentality when I first heard, uh, like Rowan said earlier when he was on, uh, I was in his physics class also, so I kind of got the whole basketball perspective of them, kind of their season getting cut short. And then what went through my head at that point was, I think pitchers and catchers was starting in a, a week or so, week and a half. And I kind of figured that since baseball season was kind of outside and generally baseball doesn't generate as much fans and it's not as close proximity to yeah, other people absolutely. as in basketball so yep. I thought we'd at least get a chance to play for a month or two uh, just because we didn't really know the whole severity of what was going on so I my first thought was we would get to play and then obviously right but no that's a good point I remember when everything was kind of starting initially um, that kind of came up that you know all these outdoor sports we were kind of the mindset that those would be able to happen whether it was mm-hmm. track or softball or tennis sports where there wasn't a lot of like you know you're not rubbing up against someone in basketball and that kind of thing um there aren't a ton of a ton of fans like you said mm-hmm. um so yeah it was it, it it probably stung pretty bad not getting a chance to do that but um kind of leading up to this this season i know you don't play a spring i mean a, a winter sport right you didn't play a 
Oh uh, no, not during right. The so did you had had you started training for this year for baseball? Like, were you doing that? Like, uh, preparing for the upcoming season? This um, like during the winter and everything. Oh uh, yeah, during the winter, uh, I mainly I go to the gym and I work out a lot, and then we had actually the whole team had been hitting on. <clears throat> sorry, hitting on Sunday afternoons. Uh, we went down to the cage and we would all hit together. So we had been doing that for probably a good month and a half prior to the season. Because, I mean, the one thing about, that's different about baseball from a lot of seasons is you kind of have to get yourself up to, I'd say, mid-season mode to, at the beginning of the season if you want to have real success. So we were trying our best to do that. And then, um, obviously, we never got the chance to perform in a real game situation yeah. or with the team in, under our coach. Like, I know – that's a good point um, because baseball is such like a – it is a tough sport. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I played football, basketball, and baseball. But, like, if I'm being, like, brutally honest about what is, like, the toughest sport, I think hitting a baseball is one of the hardest things to do across any sport, like, that's being played. Um, and to get right, to get your swing right, to get, like, your mechanics down, you do have to work, like, tirelessly in the mm-hmm. offseason to get ready for the start of the season because I remember – Oh, I think it was like my freshman and sophomore year in high school. We, there was no, there was like nothing in the off season or anything like that, and we didn't go get swings at cages. No pitchers weren't really doing long toss, and you kind of go, you kind of jump into the beginning of the season, and it's like you know it takes a second to ramp up. So, you know, you mentioned like um, you guys went to the cages on Sundays um, when social distancing distancing came into effect. Did that obviously had to change the way you prepared? Correct, like you 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 know couldn't really hang out as a group anymore and you know just tell me about that a little bit yeah so no definitely there was no team activities uh i mean at granby we have great facilities like the turf and uh the thought of kind of getting people together to go down to the turf or something like that that came about but i think as the seniors and as leaders we kind of thought that it'd be best if we didn't kind of get together as a group under um like what the athletic director was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we So we advised against that. But, I mean, individually, I'm lucky enough to have a batting cage at my house. My my dad and I and my brothers uh, set up a cage in our backyard. So I was able to utilize that to kind of st- still keep my training going. And yep. also I just started working out a lot more to keep in shape. Well, and like you said, like, you know, we didn't know right away mm-hmm. that the spring wasn't going to get – you know, was going to be ultimately canceled. So it was probably really important for you to still get swings in and work out more because you're kind of on the mindset like, well, okay, you know, maybe we won't, we won't start in March, but maybe we'll be up and running by the last week in April or maybe early May and we'll still get, you know, a month or two of the season in. So you got to try to stay right. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that was, you know, beneficial for you to, you know, stay on your, stay on your grind a little bit and get ready for that. Um, so I want to talk about, your expectations a little bit like you talked about um you were with rowan i guess when the news came down about the winter sports and all that stuff but were you kind of holding out hope that you were going to be able to play at least somewhat of a shortened season or did you have a gut feeling once you heard about this the winter sports and then things like the tournament ultimately being canceled and not just postponed were you worried that like okay maybe spring sports are really in jeopardy here uh, yeah, I, I definitely was worried just because once that happened, um, obviously, like you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of backlash, uh, from the kind of the student athlete 
point of view towards the CIC. They kind of were asking for a change and for just a chance to play. But then I think in the next week or so, everything, it became a more, more national, wide, widespread. Uh, the NBA obviously canceled. And then I think the, the night before pitchers and catchers was supposed to start, school was called for the original, I think, two weeks. Yeah. We had two yep. weeks off. And then after that, uh, obviously pitchers and catchers wasn't going to happen anymore. And through the next weeks, it just kind of everything just kept getting worse and worse. And yeah, everything, all the restrictions were extended. And so at that point, I kind of figured that we weren't going to be having anything anytime soon. Yeah, there were talks, I guess. I, I'm i not positive about it, but that they were going to try to play like, you know, just like a tournament type thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, like there are so many logistics with that that would be really hard to kind of iron out. So, you know, when school kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed, I was kind of like, oh, like, man, these seniors aren't going to get a chance to get to go at all in the spring. And um, that's tough. Like, that's really, really tough. But do you think that like, you know, it would have been harder for you to have like started the season and then had it ripped away from you? Like the like Rowan and Dylan kind of experience in basketball, mm -hmm. or do you feel as if not getting a chance to even play at all was, was worse? Um, I think I kind of have mixed feelings about this one just cause obviously both have their downsides. Like as a competitive standpoint, if you start something, you want to finish it. So if the, like the basketball season, if you, had, we had started the season and then say got 10 games in and then they said, Oh, you're done. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything else. That would have went really sit well, yep. especially if you had had a successful ten games. Mm -hmm. um, but then on the other hand, just not getting to do anything at all. Also, it just you kind of feel like you missed out on any experience. Yeah, like, there's no practices. There's no team dinners. No games. So I, I think not having anything mm -hmm. might be worse. But no, I hear you. And the fact that like you know, the last couple months of high school is like it. I'm not trying to like pour salt in the wound right now, but like <laughs> no. the last couple of months of high school is like a really is like is is the best time in uh -huh. high school. Like you know, prom, graduation, senior outing, all that stuff. And if you're an athlete in the spring, it's like it's fun because the yeah. whole vibe around school is good. Um, mm -hmm. So I I completely sympathize in the fact that it was probably in incredibly hard not to even you know you didn't even get like a taste of it. You know mm -hmm. I mean it, it that's that's really tough. Um, so for you, Sam, did I know you were, you know, you're a multi-sport athlete, you're an incredible athlete, but did you, did not having a baseball season this year kind of have any effect on where you were ultimately going to go to college? Because I know for a while you were considering baseball, um, but ultimately, like, did it affect you that you didn't have any stats or film from this year, or had you already kind of made up your mind that, you know, you were going elsewhere, playing another sport? Um. I don't think it really affected me at all just because uh, even even if we had had a senior, a senior season, it's so late in the year and so late in the process that I don't really think it would have affected my, uh, my decision. But at that point, I had kind of narrowed down uh, to a few schools, and I think I was choosing more towards the football path just because I had better opportunities uh, for football. Yeah. you're. I mean, having coached you in baseball, there's no doubt you're a fantastic baseball player, but having also coached you in football, like I 100% back your decision to kind of go down the football path. If, if anyone's bored, go look up Sam Atnice's highlights because they're, they're phenomenal. We played in a, um, a quarterfinal playoff game for football this year and 
this kid was like a one man wrecking crew. It was it was insane. So that kind of leads me to the next question. So like, what is next for you? Where are you going? Where's where are you playing? What's kind of happening with that whole thing? Are you playing? So take it away. Uh, so yeah, I had I had offers from D two D three schools, uh, and I think I I got down to choosing between Chapman University. Uh, I had an offer there to play football, which is a Division three uh, out in Orange, California, uh, and also the University of San Diego, which I ultimately decided to go to the University of San Diego. Uh, they're a Division one FCS program, and going into the school, I'm not I don't have a spot on the team. Uh, just because they they've only seen my they've seen my highlight tape, they really haven't given gotten a chance to see me as a player. Just because obviously it's two thousand five hundred miles away. Right, that's but, a huge thing. Like we're on the East Coast, it's uh, it's hard for coaches. I mean, generally speaking, the East Coast, like Northern East Coast, is not really like a a hub for no, football. Yeah. So it's not like you know it's not down south or anything like that. So to get coaches from the west coast looking at you here on the east coast is not an easy thing so i hear what you're saying with that yeah so i think uh i've i've spoken with their coaches and uh i i think I'm, i might help out in the fall with the with the team just as kind of a student assistant and then in the spring during their spring ball i'll be uh kind of on the team and that'll try, kind of be my tryout periods so yeah like kind of like a walk-on ish yeah, type walk thing type role. so no. if i perform well then then I, I can get a spot for camp in the next fall. Well, I certainly would not bet against you. I think that that's a great scenario. Um, you're completely capable of playing FCS football. That's for sure. So I'm sure that will go great for you. So I kind of want to. I want to end this uh, the same way I kind of ended it with Rowan and Dylan. Um, obviously, it's been a tough, a tough couple of months for you guys. Um, but I want to end it on a positive note. I want you have a lot to be proud of over the course of baseball and your entire athletic career. But give me, I want two from you. I want your favorite baseball memory. And then I want your favorite memory from, you know, football or whatever other sport. So my favorite baseball memory is probably, uh, I think winning the NCCC, uh, my sophomore year would probably be my best memory just cause, uh, we really haven't done that in a while. And that was just such a great team, such a good team to be a part of. It was, kids I've been playing with for since little league. And it was really fun to kind of get that banner with them. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. And then my favorite memory from all of my high school sports, uh, I think would just be getting the chance to play in a state playoff football game uh, for under Granby and Canton. And that was just a really cool experience saying that we've only done that once before us and just our, the whole senior football season was was a really fun, fun experience. For yeah, me. it was an incredible class. Like your class was, you know, super, super impressive. And um, that football season was special. You had an incredible football career, incredible baseball career. I'm really sorry again that it had to end the way that it did. Um, but like I said, a ton to be proud of. Um, I wish you nothing but the best uh, in Sa at San Diego. That's <laughs> phenomenal. It's going to be a lot warmer than it is here. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, but appreciate you coming on and uh, best of luck going forward. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right, everybody. I'm joined right now by the one and only Samantha Bates. Uh, Sam, thank you so, so much for coming on. Kurt, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. You know, <laughs> I'm sitting here right now and you are the first female ever to be on playing the field. 
I'm honored. You, I'm so honored. I, I couldn't think of anyone better. <laughs> um, so Sam, give our uh, listeners a little bit of a background about yourself. Uh, where you went to school, uh, like for college, what did you study, what sports did you play, that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, like you, I grew up in Granby. I went to Southern New Hampshire University. SNU, as we call it. You are currently enrolled in their grad SNU, program. Only a couple weeks left, guys. Mm-hmm. And I played lacrosse there for all four years. I was an accounting major, and now I'm currently in my own online grad school at Merrimack to get my master's in accounting. So life what, is good. Did SNU not have a, like an accounting program for a master's? Theirs is only on campus. Mm. Two and a half hour commute is a little bit too long, so yeah. I'm bad for online. All right. Well, that's cool. And then um, are you, were you able to land a job? Or is that kind of up in the air with all this COVID stuff? Or do you have something set up? I do still have my job with Ernst & Young in Hartford. Look right at across you. from the Argoat Stadium. Look at you, part of the yeah. big four. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, speaking about lacrosse, do you think that – did you always know that that was going to be your sport? Or was it more or less that – you kind of came into it in high school and you really thought, okay, this could be something serious. Cause I know you were a three sport athlete in high school and you were very good at the other sports that you played too. But how did you kind of narrow down the lacrosse with what you wanted to do? That's a very good question. I thank you. started playing lacrosse in fourth grade. I was a softball player up until then. I remember I was standing in the outfield watching the lacrosse practice. And I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. And I think I quit the next day and started playing lacrosse. And I loved it immediately. I also loved basketball. That was definitely, it was my favorite sport for a really long time. And honestly, I still wonder, like, what if I tried to play basketball in college? I wasn't, like, that great at it compared to lacrosse. Let me tell you guys, we had some battles in the in the, in the the driveway ball, back baby. in the day with <laughs> Sam and her brother and me and my brother. We would, we would, we would go at it back in the day. It was, uh-huh. it was good times. But, no, Sam was, Sam was really, really good at um, – at basketball and you also played field hockey correct mm-hmm. i played soccer for most of my life i switched to field hockey my junior year of high school i was so bad at soccer i don't know why i didn't do it earlier <laughs> i love field hockey i love the program that granby has and all around it yeah. but and you you won a state championship in high school in lacrosse yes correct? my junior year junior year never forget it yep yeah i won basketball my junior year there was really it was it's an incredible experience to win a state the championship. The best feeling ever. No, that's that was awesome, and you obviously played a big role in that. What did you did you play the same position in high school you did in college, or did you switch? In high school, I played a little bit more attack and defense. I'm always, I love defense. I've always considered myself to be a defender. Yep. In college, though, everyone's good, and I tried <laughs> to play midfield for a little bit. And my coach, I just like don't see the back of the net like actual collegiate attackers do. So I stuck to low defense okay all right fair enough fair enough so i want to interject for a second and talk a little bit a little bit about something that came up in high school so correct me if i'm wrong senior year Mm -hmm. you had a little bit of a a health scare a setback yeah a setback we'll call it um can you talk to us a little bit about that and like kind of how it affected you from an athletic standpoint yes i i think the state tournament for field hockey was just about to begin, and I woke up one morning and my eye was pretty much just popping out of my head. I went to the ER at CCMC. Shout out, CCMC. Shout out. <laughs> and 
I, my mom and I thought that I, I had a bad sinus infection. So we thought that there was some like fluid buildup or something. We had, we had no idea what we were talking about, but I found out that it was a tumor behind the orbit of my eye. So it was not in my eye, but like right behind it. So that's what was pushing it out. And I had the super invasive, like nine hour surgery to get it removed. It was benign. That's a very important piece of information. I'm lucky that it was benign. I remember that Connor Uh, sent me a picture or something of what your eye looked like and i was like it was horrifying Mm -hmm. would did you wake up in the morning and just like did you a did you feel it at first or did did you see it and that's when you were like i I woke up and i felt so much pressure because it i felt like it was being pushed out it wasn't painful but I couldn't like I wore an eye patch leading up to the surgery because I was on IV steroids for like four days, which was torture because I just wanted this thing out of my head. Yeah, it. I mean, it was big. What they say, like a golf ball. Yeah, so that guys think about that. Think about a golf ball behind like your eye and just pushing it's not it supposed forward. to be there. It's not supposed to be <laughs> there. So, OK, you have this long invasive surgery, invasive surgery and talk about how you kind of came out of it. Were you able to do a lot of the same things you were able to do from an athletic standpoint like you obviously when you mess with your eyes that's a very important aspect of being an athlete so like basketball season seeing the seeing the hoop seeing the rim depth perception from a lacrosse standpoint that ball is whizzing and mm-hmm. it's a small ball mm-hmm. so did that did it like did you have an adjustment period where it was like okay i kind of got to recollect myself or was it more like you could kind of pick up where you left off my doctors all told me that the way that I am now, it's the new normal. So there's some things that will never go back to the way they were. Like my perception in the eye that was affected, it's definitely off. So I remember I missed my field hockey season, obviously. I ended up coming back for the last four games of the basketball season. That was the biggest heartbreak was missing my senior year of basketball. I had to wear the like plastic mask that oh, people yeah. Were, or yeah. like LeBron wore it when his nose Sue was Bird wore it last yeah. yeah a couple years ago yep and I that was just the it was so annoying wearing it but you got to do what you got to do and there was one game where I got a rebound first of all my cardio was terrible coming back to <laughs> I was bent out of shape uh, and I'll never forget Jalen Brown was wide open and I could have just like lobbed it down to her to our basket and she would have had an easy layup and i just never saw her just couldn't see it and my coach godin was like what the hell and i was like i couldn't see her i'm sorry and i'm working with like one and a half eyes yeah and then lacrosse by the time lacrosse season came around i definitely was healed the eye was opened all the way back up for basketball i don't even think it was i think she was still a little close no but i'm i'm glad that you were able to at least get back because i know how much it upset you that you couldn't get out there for basketball season that was the hardest part at least Really quick, not to go off on a tangent. Did you already make up your mind you were playing lacrosse in college by then? Or did you consider basketball, but then not being able to play senior year, did that kind of change your decision? Or did were you, were you pretty sure that lacrosse is what you were going to do? I remember deciding. I It was after the surgery because I hadn't even applied to any schools yet. I wasn't really in contact with that many coaches because I – had no idea what I wanted to do. I was between the two. And I think I was waiting for something like some sort of sign from the universe. And (laughs) I got it. So yep, you got it. All right. So let's fast forward now to college. Okay. You're at Southern New Hampshire. You're playing lacrosse for three years before this year. Were you named a captain or had you been named a captain before that? 
I was a captain my junior and senior year. Okay. Two-time captain. Super impressive. Um, Thank you. So did you have a enjoyable first three years at Southern New Hampshire? Like, was it, was it challenging? Was it way different than high school? Kind of take me through that for a sec. My first couple of years were definitely a challenge. The coach that recruited me ended up leaving right before my freshman year started. I didn't know that. And I loved her. Like she, I played at one tournament in high school and she like sought me out and that was my big push to go to SNU. And she was just amazing. All the girls, all the upperclassmen raved about her. And then we got the new coach and I ended up, I have a great relationship with her now. Still Mm -hmm. talk to her a lot. I haven't been gone for that long. That's dramatic, but (laughs) I, she's young and she came into the role and it ended up working out a lot of girls though didn't like her that much and Hmm. they rebelled and they were that's what made it so challenging because they weren't fully committed to being college athletes they it wasn't a priority to them and i didn't really get along with them to begin with because we were just like different people was this new coach a little more strict or was it she not really because she she started off she's 24 years old so the seniors were only a couple years younger than her yeah yeah and there there were just some discrepancies there like yeah. the lack of respect and it's hard it was hard for me to watch that as a freshman and sophomore because i didn't really have a voice i was just like the funny girl on the team like i was happy go lucky <laughs> yeah. tried to bring the levity every day but as well, a junior and senior like i finally had more power to power i sound like Hitler. no no you're good no but it's you're you're right though like it's clearly coaches and teammates saw something in you if you were named a two-time captain like that's that's no like slouch that's like a big deal so clearly you're doing something right in practice or during meetings or whatever whatever you games whatever you guys do but all right so you you play your first three seasons was it kind of up and down record wise like a yeah, little bit we never we didn't have a winning record those three years we definitely had we had a chance a fighting chance my junior year but you were on the come up a little bit though right like, yeah right. yeah so now we go into like kind of the beginning stages of this season so do you think the team could be like had you had thought like the team could be better this year were you expecting a little bit of a better record kind of take me through what what your expectations were for this year had we gotten the opportunity to play i was pumped for this year all of the girls that kind of caused waves they had all graduated it was it felt like a new program because there were four seniors and four juniors so so young 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 but a young team they all they just kind of fell into their roles perfectly though they knew what they were doing and I absolutely loved every single person on my team this year I honestly couldn't say that I, I had disagreements with girls in years past but the fact that we were gelled as a unit for the first time in four years I, I knew, like, this is going to be the season because it starts there. Damn it. And then it got canceled. Damn it. That sucks. That really sucks. Did, were you guys, like, doing any, like, team activities leading up to the season? Like, have you guys started, like, practicing? Had you done lifts? What were you yep. guys doing? So we got our entire preseason. So we started mid-January. I think we started, like, on, on your birthday, mm-hmm. the 16th or the 15th. Yep. And we had our first game late february so we had our first three games of the season were you outdoors yeah that's cool so we got to go through the grit part of the season we had one month straight of outdoor preseason 
conditioning, none of the fun stuff. In New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. In the winter. In the winter. Gross. Yep. But at least you guys, at least you got to be around your team yeah. for a little bit. So I'm, I'm thankful we, we had three games. Like I know some of the D3 schools, they hadn't even started their seasons yet. I their... did not know that either. You had three games? Mm-hmm. Like actual. And we were two and one, so we had a winning record. You know what? Mark it down. Yeah. Mark it down. I'll never a winning forget. season. Like, it, it sucks. It, we got canceled, but finally two months out, I'm no longer dragging my feet around and I'm not moping anymore because. There's people that are dying during this pandemic, yeah. so I'm fine. A hundred, no, a hundred percent, and that's that's a good perspective. However, in the same breath, I do feel like you should be able to be upset a little bit. Yeah, like I, I'm definitely putting up a little bit of a front. You and that's, maybe a big front. That's I to don't be know. expected, especially initially. Now it's been two months. Probably, you know, you've you've come to terms a little bit with it at least. But initially, I, I try to put myself in the shoes of of you and the high schoolers that I talked to already, but I, I, I don't know what my reaction would have been. I, I don't know. I try to, I try to imagine what it would have been. I, I don't know. I don't know if it would have been sad or, or angry or numb or a combination of all of them, but the way uh, you've handled it, I think has been, has been awesome. Um, you know, in sports, we talk about, um, that super old cliche, like play every game, like it's the last one you'll ever play or play your last play. Like it might be the last one you'll ever play. Um, but looking back, can you say with confidence that like you were pleased with what you were able to accomplish over your time at Southern New Hampshire, even though COVID kind of cut it short this last year? Absolutely. I remember we ended our last game with a win. We came down to Bridgeport, Connecticut and had a great game against them. And we, it was in the works of COVID kind of exploding in the U S and Mm-hmm. leading up to cancellations i think the next day ciac canceled championships yeah so it must have been mid-march yep and early early march, march i think yeah. and we had a couple days off for spring break so i came home and then i went back and i had a feeling i was like the next time i'm driving home i'm gonna be home for good yeah, like I, that's it. it everything was in the media it was just blowing up and we ended up practicing one more time and my coach was like I have no idea what's going on because the NE10 was still deciding. Mm-hmm. By then, Ivy League schools had canceled. I think NESCAC had canceled. So the writing was on we the knew. wall. Yeah. And so we had one practice, and I, I just like me along with the other seniors, we were just like, this is our last practice of lacrosse ever. So we just like went off as much as we could in a practice setting. We had fun. Like and that's that's I was like leading up to my next question, which I think is super important. Like, did you have a chance? I, I like that you had a chance to have one last practice and kind of be together one last time because I can't imagine having your whole season get ripped away and then not being able to do anything to like culminate what happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, like you guys are saying, if you had a really good feeling it was going to be your last practice and you kind of went like all out, I'm sure that must have felt good. Um, but since that practice, have you guys been able to – stay in communication at all as a team like have you guys done zoom meetings have you done anything to celebrate the seniors i know there's only four of you like you said but as there any have you guys done anything or will there be anything you think to kind of put a wrap on it we had weekly zoom calls leading up to a few weeks ago i think they ended because that's when our season would have ended regardless and my coach has been in close contact with all the seniors like she was letting us know what the news was back before we knew everything was canceled. She was letting the seniors know first because she, I think she had the same feeling too. And 
our whole team is still in touch. But now it's that weird time where there's freshmen coming in and it is a whole new team. And I want to urge them like, all right, it's time. Make that new group chat. Like we graduated it. Yeah. I'm ready for them to like kind of take move it over. on because obviously I'm still going to stay in touch with everyone. I love them all to death, but we, but I'm, I'm glad that we kept in touch the amount that we did before mm-hmm. school itself ended. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I, I, feel, I don't know if maybe it's like part of the, the healing process, we'll call it, but I, I bet I might felt feel almost good to kind of close the chapter and not yeah. leave it like open. Cause and, there was no closure to begin with. It was just, the season was canceled. I was told to get all the crap out of my dorm and I was told to go home and stay home. And there, I had no power in any of that. No one had any, there's no any playbook for this. Like no. you were talking about sports and playbooks. Like there's nothing. No. There's nothing. And I'm like you, I'm type a, I, I type need a, a. plan. Yep. I'm going to freak out if there's not a plan. Yep. And there was no goddamn plan. No plan. It's no, <laughs> it, yeah. Our, our like type a OCD. I'm getting like worked up right now. Freaking out. I <laughs> start shaking. Um, but no, it's, it's, there's no, nobody has ever had to deal with this before. Nobody knows how to deal with this. And you know, I was talking in episode one with Hanson and Dombrowski about how, when we heard that the CIAC was canceling the winter sports tournaments, I was outraged. I was like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, it, You guys you know, were on a roll. Too, yeah, the basketball right? team was doing well. And I was like, this is so stupid. No closure, I was just like, a dead stop. I was like, you know, obviously we didn't know as much information as we do now. But I was like, you know, people get the flu every year. Like, it's the same thing. It was just... I. I guess naive to the fact that we didn't know it was going to be this, this mm-hmm. dramatic, obviously the CIAC and all these other people made the right calls and canceling, but it doesn't make it any easier. That's for sure. And you know, I, like I mentioned, I've talked to Rowan, Dylan and Sam Atnice about not getting the chance to kind of finish their high school athletic careers, but at least for them, they have the opportunity to continue their careers into college. Ultimately sitting here, staring at you, you don't get the opportunity mm-hmm. you're and that's what i that's why i wanted to bring you on the show today because it's kind of contrasting from from their point of view because there's no there's nothing else for you from an athletic standpoint um it's off to the workforce now so does that make it a little bit harder in the in the like for you knowing that like that was it like that is the last like athletic thing that you're going to do in college or in your athletic career like what you said earlier, that feeling of numbness just like overcame when I first heard the news. And I, I think it is because I'm 21 years old. My sports career was months from ending anyways. And then having it end so abruptly like that, like this really is it. And I, I feel for the high schoolers too, because I remember there's nothing like the state tournament in high school. Like no, it, it's, it's cool. just so, cause in college you're freaking lucky if you make tournament. We never did like yeah. a small percentage of teams make it in high school though, especially with Granby's reputation, it's pretty likely that you're going to get there. And yeah. as a senior, like it, it hurt for them just as much as it hurts for me. And I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah. I'm, I, I want to end this on a high note though. So give me your top moment from your college lacrosse career because i'm pretty sure your high school one is winning a state championship yes yeah yeah okay uh, you know, uh, I, so. <laughs> I had a pretty good guess but give me your t- your favorite moment or favorite memory from your college playing days i think it's certainly it has to be from this year it's yep. the first game that we played 
one of the three games that we played. Yep. We played Mercy College, of the sixth-ranked team in D2, a New York team. Uh-huh. Years passed. We played them all three years. Running time within minutes. And they, running time is what? If they're up by how many? Ten. Ten. That's a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals. <laughs> That's a lot of goals. Yikes. Okay. And it didn't take them all that long to get that running time on us. And we knew they were our home opener, season opener, my senior year, captain, let's go. It was There was so much hype around this game because – we knew we could. We had a chance to beat them this year because we were a new team and thrown right into the fire. Home opener. Yeah. Oof. yeah. Spoiler alert: we lost, but <laughs> but we lost by six goals at halftime. It was six to three. They were up by three goals, and we were like, my coach was like, I could give a shit if you guys win this game. You just go out there, like give yeah. it everything you got. We have no, we had nothing to lose, and I love that underdog feeling. Yeah, I know you're nothing. To you're lose. playing with house money, but no, that's really cool that it kind of. It kind of shows the progression from your four years. You know, mm-hmm. you get absolutely blown out of the water by this team for three years. And then you're in a dogfight with them yeah. at halftime of this year. And gives- I think the reason it's it's so, like, fresh in my mind and it is one of the best moments is because it was a, a new season and starting off like that was just so exciting because we knew if we can – play against a team like this this well then we had so much room to grow and it was just so exciting yeah well i first i want to commend you on the fact that i think you're handling this incredibly well i think you you. have handled it incredibly well i feel for you that you didn't get a chance to you know show what you guys have been able to do this offseason and this whole new era for snoo lacrosse I, i feel unfortunate that you didn't get that chance this year but don't forget that you're like you and the other three seniors, your fingerprints are all over that program. Mm-hmm. So as they continue to grow, you guys should feel good about what you were able to do. So Sam, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it very, very, very much. Thank you for having me, Kurt. It was a pleasure. You're very welcome. Shout out Tim Bates. Oh, shout out Tim Bates. Thanks dad for all you do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so that's a wrap on episode three. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I thought this was a really, you know, rewarding episode to record. It was awesome talking with Sam Bates and the guys about, you know, how this virus has really, really affected everything in their worlds and in the athletic world. And it was cool to hear their stories about how they've kind of felt after, how they felt when they first heard. Um, and I wish all of them nothing but the best. Um, you know, the guys who are going to college. I hope to see them do do great things. I know that they will. They're all fantastic athletes, but they're also fantastic, fantastic, fantastic human beings. Um, Sam Bates, who's been a like a part of my family for a really long time, I feel my heart's broken for her that you know it ended the way it did for her. But she's going to do amazing things in this world, and you know, just like I know so many other athletes will, high school, college. We're rooting for you guys. We're sorry that it happened this way, but we have no doubt you're going to prosper as you continue to go here. So thank you so much for joining me today, and I'll catch you next time on Play in the Field.